Hi, this is Moses Chevy from Provalu Risk Advisory, bringing you the risk in focus uh, briefing that summarizes insights from the 2021 edition, which actually comes out through a collaborative project between 10 institutes of internal auditors from across Europe. The outcomes definitely do resonate with uh, the risk in focus on the African continent and in particular Malawi. So let's go. Uh, one of the things that uh, is very apparent from the risk in focus 2021 report is that the major risks or the risks that are considered to be pertinent for uh, most organizations have pretty much remained the same. Uh, for example, we'll be looking at cybersecurity and data security. Uh, this risk was number one in 2020 and has sustained that position for 2021. Then uh, same thing with uh, the second one, which is regulatory change and compliance. Again, in 2020, uh, regulatory change was number one and uh, number two rather, and in 2021, it's remained uh, number two. Then we have digitization, uh, new technology and AI on the third position. Uh, fourth, financial capital and liquidity risks. Then you have human capital and talent management, uh, disasters and crisis response. You have macroeconomic and geopolitical uncertainty. Uh, we have supply chains outsourcing and uh, what's called the nth part risk, right? Uh, this is uh, very apparent, especially now with COVID-19, supply chains have been disrupted, like across the board, whether you're looking at it from the supplier point of view or you're looking at it actually, honestly, downstream. If you're on the supply side, you're also looking at the customer side, that it's been very challenging actually to both procure and to deliver and uh, most organizations are still facing corporate governance and reporting issues and this is quite dominant on listed companies but with a new focus on ensuring that companies have structures uh, companies have more accountable management uh, more robust boards corporate governance uh, still makes it within the top 10 risks in 2021 then we're looking at communications, uh, management, and reputation, right? So again, because of the uh, challenges in the market beyond COVID-19, there are working capital challenges, there are performance issues, there are funding or financing issues. So what, what does happen or what that brings into focus is management working hard to present a better picture to the board and to the other stakeholders, in this case, especially the banks. So management reporting uh, is also coming into key focus. Like if uh, organizations are listed, definitely there's a pressure to perform. Uh, on the other side, if it's just about trying to portray good performance so that you're able to get your benefits, again, then financial reporting is at the mercy of the integrity of the leaders and this corporate culture uh, corporate culture has taken center stage i would say maybe in the past five years 
where uh, this is one element which is not really being considered uh, critical. So we will get busy with uh, uh, policies and procedures, regulatory compliance, financial reporting, but most organizations did forget that all these activities emanate from a human mind, that there are people who are individually working hard to attain their individual tasks and these individuals are brought into an organization that has a culture and that has a central mission, vision and objectives. Now, the culminating of all these various uh, ambitions and quests for growth into what we call our corporation has created this culture, which is basically how we do things here. And whether the board or management have tried hard to change uh, the trajectory of the company's performance, the, uh, the branding or the image, the culture which is pretty much embedded because you're talking about your people has definitely has had a great impact on all these facets and all the initiatives that the management and the board have tried to do. So corporate culture actually uh, makes it within the top 10 uh, risks. Now we're also looking at bribery fraud and other financial crimes. Again, wherever you have people, uh, you have liquidity or you have money, you have inventory, you have uh, separate and individual agendas coming into one bucket called the corporate, then there are people also who with warped minds do create their own ways to, to defraud the companies. And beyond internal fraud, uh, we've also actually seen on the on the horizons the the rise of uh, cybersecurity, which is topping this list, and that again because of the po uh, polarization of uh, corporate systems, especially IT systems. We've seen that people have created or they have invented so many ways to commit fraud or to commit financial crimes. Then there is uh, climate change and environmental sustainability. So in the West, we, we can see that this, this is being touted more because of how the climate change agenda is taken up by the big institutions or the lobbying organizations. Whilst on the ground, like let's say in Malawi, we don't really see most organizations talking about uh, sustainability or climate change, but it's something that's, uh, it's, it's actually a factor that, that's very evident whether you're talking from the agricultural standpoint or you're indeed talking about how organizations are being required to report on, on sustainability or to report or, or to have a form of integrated reporting when it comes to sustainability agenda. So definitely whether uh, you're, you're a manufacturing firm and you're looking at how you're managing your waste, all right, or you are a transportation company and you are looking at ways how you can reduce the carbon footprint that's actually being driven or caused by your fleet. So there are so many ways that uh, climate change and environmental sustainability can be affecting our organizations as well. And there's health and safety. So health and safety definitely for our people with COVID-19, we're looking at that and that's very apparent that organizations' concerns uh, first is the lives of the people, the lives of our employees. That's very important. Then uh, one more which has also found its way into the 
into the top risks in 2021 is mergers and acquisitions. So again, we, we can look at it from uh, different standpoints. We'll be looking at it uh, from uh, the readiness of the organizations actually to get together how you manage uh, those integrations, how you adopt the new systems, uh, how you adopt and embrace the different cultures. But uh, majors and acquisitions have been uh, made uh, critical or important for this season because, again, of the market and economic performance. So what, what usually happens is, and what's also being uh, mentioned within the Risk in Focus report, which came out anyways way back, but due to the business of life, most risk and internal audit professionals have had no time to go and look at this, but it brings into focus indeed very important aspects on how we do understand these top risks and how they are being audited or how we are including them within our audit activities. So, for example, if you look at uh, uh, cybersecurity and data security, though it's being touted to be the top risk in 2021, most internal audit departments are not really focusing on auditing cybersecurity. Either they will audit uh, general IT controls, but without having a tangent to that information security uh, vulnerability testing and uh, all the requisites of cybersecurity audits. And it's the same, with, it's the same thing with uh, regulatory change in compliance. So in Malawi, for example, we also have an evolving regulatory landscape, especially now we're also talking about having new legislators, uh, new leadership. So there are things that are happening on the ground that if you don't get time to understand the regulatory changes in your industry, especially uh, for risk managers and internal auditors or legal practitioners, then what happens is you may be operating on a, on a tangent that's not aligning or not complying with the evolving regulations. So it's very important. So it's the same thing that you've seen that even internal audit departments are not really including regulatory change within their uh, audit spectrum. And same, uh, you think about digitization because dig digital or digitization audits uh, mostly focus on process improvement. So quite few internal audit departments just focus on process improvement. So you may be auditing an area Let's say you're auditing your sales uh, department. Uh, you may be focusing on how much money you've made, how much money you've lost, and how you can actually retain such money. But to think about creativity on can most of the processes within the sales uh, ecosystem be digitized? Think about new technologies, thinking about artificial intelligence. For example, if you are a, a customer-heavy entity or you're a retail entity or you're a bank, how are you embracing artificial intelligence uh, to ensure that your customers are getting optimal services, right? Where you, you're not tussling with, uh, with memorizing and recording and having heavy documentation on customer data and all that data is translated into somehow a think machine which actually provides you intel when your customers come to the counters or to the desk or they walk in the pews selecting their clothes fashion so there are things that we need to think beyond what we've been doing if we have truly to embrace the key risks uh, or key global risks or human capital and talent management so again a heavy a heavy uh, risk 
But when we are auditing, for example, your HR or you're auditing payroll, do we actually look beyond uh, turnover rates or staff turnover or compensation? Do we also get to look at the uh, current workplace culture and how the built environment, which is basically your facilities, the structures, the properties, are set actually to support the productivity that is expected from employees. So you, we've seen offices coming up with open workspaces. We've seen companies coming up with flexible working arrangements. Instead of saying, here we work from seven to five, companies are saying you can come in between or you can work from home, not because of COVID-19, but because we have a flexible structure or instead of just focusing on an annual leave, people are saying, uh, what if you take half day, uh, half day leaves? Or what if you take flexible leaves across the, across the year instead of actually exhausting your 30 days in one shot? And that actually works within a, a very well-oiled machine where obviously productivity and human presence is not actually jeopardized by the term flexible working or flexible working hours. So uh, bribery, fraud, financial crime, how many audit programs actually embed fraud risk assessments within their work? So that instead of just looking at the generic standard processes, fraud risk assessment is also taken as a key element of our audit programs. So we need to have intentional approach to embedding the risk priorities within our audit programs. And the same goes also with other assurance functions like uh, risk management or health, safety and environment or whatever it is called in your organization. They need to look at the top risks and look at what's practical on the ground because this is anyways a research which was done by European firms. It does not mean that everything is exactly copy paste to our local firms. So there are things that we can look at the risk in focus 2021 report and also try to do an in-depth analysis and review of our own environment to include what do we consider our top 10 risks. All right. So the enterprise risk management team and the risk uh, internal audit team need to work together to come to a conclusion uh, on the top 10 risks that look like we need to focus on these risks in this year and the years to come. And you keep on tweaking and flexing that list as the time goes on. So I believe uh, you've benefited from our quick talk today. Uh, just look out for the next episode. Thank you for being a great audience. Until next time, it's bye. Thank you for listening to the ProValue Risk Advisory Insights Podcast and thank you for being a great audience. To contact ProValue, reach us at plus 265-888-251-671 or visit our website on www.provaluemw.com. Until next time, it's goodbye.